Pornographers are back with a new album titled Continue as a Guest. We tracked down band leader A.C. Newman at his home in Woodstock, New York to talk about making the record during the pandemic. And we found Carl to be very open and talkative. Subjects discussed include discovering that the act of creativity can be its own reward, the cosmic overtures of continuing as a guest, and his pathological drive to write. But first, we ask, where were you when the pandemic hit? We played Wellington literally days before the world shut down. Right. I think it was, I think it was like March 4th, 2020 or something that like that. sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Good times those were. <laughs> it seems like a, uh, another world away. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun before the world shut down. Yep. How's it working yeah, out for my... you now? <laughs> it's good. Hey, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think, I, I think we are one of the lucky ones and that, you know, we have our house and we have a few acres. So like the, like it was, it was a good place to be during the pandemic. Oh, you that's know, like weird. we had, we had a lot of space. It, there wasn't, there wasn't like, oh, I'm going stir crazy. I'm stuck in my apartment. Right. You know, it, it felt, it felt very much like, okay, we still have our little world here. I still had my studio I could go to and I could work. So it felt, you know, you know, obviously like what was bad, what was bad about it didn't have that much to do with us. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's nice, but it did have something to do with the new album that, uh, that you have coming out, continue as a guest. So mm -hmm. how does everybody has their COVID story and their COVID album and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So tell me the little backstory behind it for you. You know, it it was mainly just having a lot of, have a lot of having a lot of time you know like okay. having like i realized like we just finished our touring like i said we just finished our australia new zealand tour we were back and i felt like okay why not if we're stuck <laughs> here for a while why not just stay home in woodshed and gotcha. um and, and it, it ended up going on for a lot longer you know and and a lot of times where i would have gotten somebody else to help me i realized well I guess you've got to figure out how to do this. You know, you've got to figure out how to be your own engineer and you've got the time to do it. Right. So, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of time. You've got a lot of time to fail. A lot of time to just like fail and fail until you finally get it. And, yep. you know, I think I finally got to a point where like, okay, I can, I think I can do this. Cool. Cool. So I, uh, there's always a plus. Um, so before we get into the music, I kind of wanted to touch on the, the title and the cover art and how they kind of represent what's happening in the record. Um, well, the, the cover art came last. Uh, I was having having trouble finding something I liked. And it was this Amy Casey who did the uh, cover. I had right. we had a piece of her art hanging on the wall in our house. Right. A, a piece of art that looks very much like the album cover. And I thought, why don't we do that? <laughs> you know, why, why, why don't I? Why don't? Because I know Nico knew her, so uh -huh. I got her. I got her email from Nico, and I just wrote her, and she said, "Yeah, that sounds cool." And I thought, "Okay, that's good." And and then I realized you put that that image put together with the title. It felt very effective. It it felt um, you know, just just commu communicating the kind of disconnection I think we might have felt over the last few years, like a picture of a, a lot of houses that are attached by wire, but yeah, they can't, really? they can't visit, but they can't visit each other. You know, yep. they're just floating in the air and the only thing connecting them is wire, which seems 
the the obvious symbolism to life yes, during the pandemic was definitely <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and uh, and the, the the title. I mean, like like anyone, I think the phrase "continue as a guest." I kept seeing it in my life, and then one one day it uh one day it suddenly had cosmic overtones. One day I pressed it and I just thought, "Continue as a guest." You know, I thought about you know where we were in in the middle of a pandemic like where where i was where i was in life where basically our entire society was it felt like feeling kind of like outside and also the music business just feeling a little bit feeling a, a little bit outside of things right and feeling and feeling like well maybe that's okay maybe that's okay to be completely outside of of everything uh and i thought yeah i will continue as a guest <laughs> is that a new feeling for you because let's face it when the when the band started out twenty years ago, I guess it is now or however long it is, you guys were, yeah. you know, everybody's raving about you. You're the hot new thing, indie darlings, blah blah blah. So so that's the opposite of uh, kind of feeling like a guest. So has that been yeah? But 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 also I think I think it's taking into account all of that, like like realizing realizing like twenty years in that, hey, you know we're we're not always going to be the indie darlings and why should we be right you now? It's like that, that's kind of the way that's kind of the way of the world. You know, it doesn't mean we can't still be a band that people like, but I realized like, yeah, we're, you know, not many, not many people get to enter the pantheon where it's like everything they do is beloved. You know, not right. everybody, not everybody gets to be Dylan or Radiohead, you know, like most people are, are, you know, they kind of have to fight to like, you know, they, they have their time when they're popular and then they there are points later where they're just kind of fighting to remind people that they're still there. Right. And and, you know, like. Yeah, 20 years ago, we were the new band and there has been 20 years worth of bands since then. It's it, it's not just us. It's all the bands during that 20 years, plus yeah. all the new bands, you know, and um, what I, I try to be pretty Zen about it and just and feel grateful that I still get to do it. Like, I think. I think failure will be when somebody taps me on the back and says, you got to stop doing this. <laughs> you know, like, like you got to, you got to like, you know, what would you, you do if that happened? You got to go get a job somewhere. This is not working, but I haven't, I haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. Uh, what would you so do if I that think, happened though? I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I think I've probably said it to my wife a few times over the last 15 years. Like, right you know, I'm doing pretty well here, but uh, <laughs> outside of music, I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, but she didn't, she didn't, she didn't seem that worried about it. Oh, um, well, that's good. <laughs> so, so the band as it is now, is it to you, is it the same or much different than it was when it started out? I know there's been some uh, personnel changes. I mean, you guys are all involved in different other things as well. So um, it's a movable feast. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a movable feast. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that's a misapplied term or not, but yeah, I'm uh, sure it is. <laughs> but it's Shakespeare, um, I think, so it works. <laughs> yeah, or is it a? It's also a Ernest Hemingway. Um, Probably. <laughs> who's quoting Shakespeare? I'm sure. Um, no, the. Uh, I think. You know, at the beginning of the band, I, I just, I wanted a vehicle. You know, I think. I just wanted a vehicle for songs and I got people I like to be in it. 
And I, initially I thought it would be kind of faceless, but then, you know, but then I realized that like I made the mistake of like getting some band members who are actually kind of magnetic. And, uh, <laughs> Whoops. and so, and so we weren't faceless all of a sudden there were, you know, there were, there were people that, you know, people started calling us a super group or which seemed ridiculous at the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but, but at the heart of it, I felt like it was always, I was always working with different people, but I felt like I was just always hacking away, trying to, trying to write and arrange my songs. And that, that element of it hasn't changed. You know, like, I feel like I, I work in different ways, you know, than I did back then. Like, like I said, like, I'm, I know a lot more about engineering and so I can, I can record myself a lot more than I ever did before. Um, you know, but, and, and some people, yeah, some people have come and some people have go, but I mean, at, at the heart of it, it, it always feels very similar. Right. You know, right. um, and even people ask, people ask like, what was it like recording during the pandemic? And I say, well, it wasn't that different from the way we always recorded because we were always scattered all over. Yeah. It was it was always fighting to schedule people and try and get somebody trying to get Nico to sing for two or three days. Or or you know, I moved to New York and all of a sudden it was like trying to get me to meet up with the rest of the band. So there has been that the band has always been like that for like, you know, for like 17 years now. We've been this band just kind of scattered to the winds. Right, and, right. But we always, but we always come back, you know, and um, I don't, and I, I like the idea, obviously I like everybody I play in the band, but sometimes I like the idea of just playing with new people too. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's a ton of musicians, you know, in, in Woodstock. And sometimes I want to get them to come and play in the guitar and I realize, or I want them to come play on a song yep. and I realize I don't want to insult Todd. Right. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to insult Todd. We've already got a guitar player. You right. know, but, you know, but I always feel that, you know, I always feel in, in the same way that the band was like all the people I knew around Vancouver. I, I make music here in Woodstock now and I, I find myself wanting to just have people I know play on it. But that's not quite how bands work. Right. right. Uh, well, you, you've kind of snuck in a, a sax player in this one, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that was uh, that was my friend Zach, who was uh, just an, an amazing player like um. He mainly plays with Amos Lee and he's played in Donald Fagan's band. He's like, you know, kind of a young, there's a lot of young hotshots in, in Woodstock, like okay. guys, guys who are only like 30 years old, but <laughs> they're like as good as anybody I've ever met. Uh, so, so Woodstock's a good place to, to meet musicians like that. And um, yeah, Zach was a great sounding board. Zach Janikian. He played, um, he played all the saxophones on this record and he even did some bass and guitar. He was like a good utility player. Gotcha. Um, because yeah, it's always been, yeah, like I said, it's kind of always been how we worked. Gotcha. You know, like we're trying to make a record and who's around. We're going to use who's around. Yeah. Is uh, Bearsville uh, Studios still running in, in Woodstock? It's not, but it's really close to me. It's only about a mile from where I live. Right. It's It's been, I think it's been out of business for about, 20 20 years oh well <laughs> i was there once yeah I, a long time ago <laughs> you can't you can't even you can't even see the building from the road yeah. sometimes i look for it um but and apparently apparently the person that sold it 
stipulated that it couldn't be a recording studio. Oh, really? Which, which is very weird. It's, which yeah. Is, and, and it's too bad because I think it could be. There, there must be a lot of millionaires who would want to come in and sure. renovate Bearsville because, I mean, the, the history there is crazy. Yeah, and and a lot of um, vintage studios are getting a lot of traction these days. People want to go to Muscle Shoals, or they want to go to Sun Studios, and you know, yeah, uh, uh, with the one in California. That I uh, can't remember the name, Sound something or other. But no, so, Sun, Sunset Recorders. That's right? the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> You'd think anyway. So one of the names that comes back and forth in the band is Dan. Is his last name is pronounced Be Behar? Be Be Behar, yeah. Behar. So I, I think he's he's kind of back now, is he? Or he's kind mm. of like the boomerang of the band. No, no, he's a, <laughs> we just, uh, I mean, the first song is technically a co-write, but right. basically basically, I just took, I took a song of his that we, we re-recorded years ago and I just rewrote it. Right. I, 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 I like took the chorus out and just gave it a, a different vibe and different verse and feel and i called him up i called him up and i said hey i'm gonna do this your song is that all right and he said oh yeah go crazy <laughs> um so i know it's kind of it's kind of confusing because yeah. i have to I always have to explain it to people no he isn't he didn't rejoin the band we just <laughs> we just collaborated in a really ass backwards way gotcha and the song is called really really light it's got a pretty mm -hmm. cool music video with it what can you tell me about that and where that came from who made the video sold it it's like sold the sold the idea as somebody like ice skating but they're ice skating on cement so right. like uh so there are like sparks coming out and i thought that seems good i like that i mean i hope it comes across i, yeah. I wasn't sure if it came across very clearly um but yeah it was mm -hmm. fun to do and it's followed by Pontius Pilate's Home Movies, uh, which has just kind of been released as a single or whatever it is uh, a couple of weeks ago. So why have you brought that out ahead of the album? Now you're clearing the room, just like Pontius Pilate when he showed all his home movies. All of his friends yelling Pilate too soon. Came out the other side, some kind of agnostic, keeping a straight face. I guess somebody liked it. Oh. I guess I guess somebody somebody thought really really light and Pontius Pilate home movies were <laughs> good good songs to send out. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you what do you call that? What do you call the people that you send out before you invade? Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. But would yeah. the people be the people that merge? Because you just signed with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be. I mean, I mean, whenever I miss a, re whenever I finish a record, I, uh, I, I don't really have any opinions on it anymore. Right. Like I, like I leave it to other people to to tell me what the single is and and right. what songs are going to be released in advance and in what order. Um, I mean, I'm curious. 
I'm curious because I just want to know, like, oh, you think that's one of the good songs? Okay, good. <laughs> like, like I don't. That's your favorite song? Okay, that's interesting. Cool. And is that Nico singing on that? She's singing on both of them. Right. Yeah. 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 Alrighty. And, and so, when once the album is out on thirty first, what's the plan? You got plans for the day, for the month, for the year? Um, we're well. Um, our tour starts on April eighteenth, and we right. do five. We're doing five weeks, but it's just America, right? Um, for the time being, I think maybe we're doing one or two Canadian. Um, I'd love to get back to Australia, New Zealand, but uh, that'd we'll be see. nice. I mean, we were we were just there in whatever February, March, uh, twenty twenty, twenty twenty, which feels feels like not that long ago, but it was three years ago. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I mean, I just kind of go where I'm told for the most part. <laughs> you know, uh, like the yeah, my main my main expertise is just is the guy who makes the records. You know, and right. then after after that after that, you know, I go. I play for people and, you know, I show up, I show up and I like playing for people, but it's like, you know, at, at that point, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of following orders. Okay. Well, one other I, thing I want to touch on was your, my own tour. One other thing I want to touch on was your vocals. It, uh, it's come to my attention that you've kind of spent more time working on it, thinking about it. Uh, is that true? Uh, yeah. I'm, I can't quite explain why. Um, and I'm doing it right now because I'm working on our next record right now, and it's the same thing. <laughs> right. I find my I find myself like I find myself just listening to my vocals, and just I don't like like sometimes I'll just change the melody uh, until I like the delivery more. Like like I think I'm just more obsessed with the idea of the performance. Than I used to be. I think I I think I used to be much more into the idea of the song, of the composition. Like and now and now I feel like the composition is kind of a framework. And like and when I'm arranging it, part of the arranging sometimes is just changing changing the melody or just singing it in a different way. Right. Um just just trying which which to me is new. That might be how everybody does it. Right. Um but but to me it felt really new and it was trying to be less precious about the melodies gotcha. Reali realizing that any song can have a ton of melodies yep. and also you're and you can basically communicate the same song and just move around notes here and there and it's not that different in the same way that like you know the, the example i always use is like bob dylan you can yeah. sing bob dylan songs and move notes around and change the melody but there's still something inherently the song is is inherently in there, yep. and so that's what I'm trying to remind myself. Like, don't you know? Don't be overly concerned about. Um, don't be overly precious about the song. Just change it. You know, if if you can change the lyrics and sing it in a different way, and it feels cool to you, then I think okay, then that's what I'm going to do. And and of course, you have other options as well with the band with other vocalists. Uh, yeah. In it. So do you think about that when you're writing the song and, and kind of producing the, oh, I'll let the, somebody else take this line or it would be better the, sounding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, sometimes I do. Um, but even then, that, that can be kind of a crapshoot, you know, because sometimes, 
sometimes you give it to somebody else to sing and go, oh, it'll sound much better when they do it. And then they sing it and you think it doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's back to me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but obviously there are other times when like I give the song to somebody else, like Nico or Catherine sings it. And and I'm struck by how the song comes alive. Like right. when when I've written a song, it always seems like a bunch of notes and chords right. and words uh, because it came from me. Uh, but then when you give it to somebody else, it takes on a life of its own and it becomes a song separate from you. So it's always great to hear a song sung by another person. And it gives you a kind of objectivity, a little perspective. And it makes you it makes you appreciate you know what what works and sometimes it shows you what doesn't work very yeah, yeah. clearly gotcha gotcha well well it's cool that you're working on the next album already but i guess you must yeah. have had a bit of time because of the old covid reason for everything so um yeah and the and also the lead up time for records is crazy now right um so you know when you finish your record you've got like nine or ten months before the album's going to come out Right. So, got to do uh, something. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. And you're not touring the record yet. Um, yeah. And and also, uh, a lot of the songs I'm on our next record, I was working on concurrently. It wasn't like I finished this record and thought, okay, now to start writing new songs. Yep. It was um, it was just songs that, you know, I didn't feel fit on the record, but then, you know, now I look at this new group of songs and I go, okay, they can be their own record. Um, you know, because not not everything fits together. Right. Sounds like you you haven't lost any inspiration or motivation to write songs. Does it come as easy or as the same for you as um, it did years ago? There's an there's an element of it that is kind of easy, but but it's still a lot of work. Right. Um, and I think I am just pathologically driven to do it. Like, like I think about it all the time. Uh, and when, when I say pathological, I, I, I mean that kind of literally. <laughs> like, like, it's like sometimes the drive to create almost feels like, almost like a, like a mental illness. Uh, right. but, but I mean, it's a double-edged sword and that like, um, yeah, it, 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 it drives, it drives you to make you productive and creative, but, um, you know, I also think it's like certain certain kinds of people are very creative, you know, the, like like the, the, the people that are prone to things like mental illness. So, um, right. Sometimes. So sometimes, I want, you know, there are some very obvious examples through rock history. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, sometimes I wonder about like what, you know, because I. I feel as driven as I ever have, like I feel like I'm always going to I'm always going to want to write music and. And I don't think what drives me is success. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just, I'm just, I'm just driven to do it. I feel like it, it, it makes me feel better. And when, when I was working on music during the pandemic, I realized the act, the act of working on music felt like its own reward. Mm-hmm. And I was working on music and not particularly concerned if I finished it. You know, like I just, it was the process, the process of being creative. I enjoyed like, uh, looking back at what I did over the course of the day and feeling like, okay, this song's getting somewhere that, that made me, that made me feel good. Like maybe, maybe in the, in the context of the whole pandemic, it was nice to feel like 
there's some small part of your life you can have some control over. Right, right, right. Yep. And it's got to be satisfying just in a general sense. You're you're doing what you love and you you have the time and the ability to do it. So that's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I always have to remember that. Like, like sometimes I'm just working in my studio and maybe I'm kind of, maybe I'm bored. Maybe I'm a little drained. Maybe I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this. And it feels like a job. And I realize but your job is ridiculous you know <laughs> like like my my job is just to walk from my house you know 100 feet to my little studio space and just sit in there and just work on my songs and like try and you know like it's 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 a, it's a kind of game it's a work but it's yeah. it's it's a game and and it's create it's creative and it's a puzzle yeah you know it's like you know you're keeping your it's a job where your your brain is always moving because there's no there's no clear solution. You know, like there is at, at some point you're constantly just like asking yourself, like, should I drop this? Should right. I start over? Yep. You know, should I take a break? Have I already got it? Should I take a break and come back? Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a job that can sometimes drive you slightly insane but yeah i'm i'm so glad to have it it's well i guess that uh, what you're referring to there is why some people bring in a producer or somebody to kind of oversee and kind of tell you when you should take a break or when you're done uh, man i would i don't think i could work with a producer um, right. i think they would get i think they would get really mad at me pretty quickly <laughs> um and I, I also think like we we spend way too much money Right. <laughs> probably, if I brought in a producer, our record would probably cost three hundred thousand dollars or something. Right. Um, yeah. I've thought about that. That like there are producers, like there are producers like Steve Albini, right? That I have like the utmost respect for him and like his aesthetic and everything he does. But I know I could never. Everything I know about him, I know I could never work with him. Right. Well, the you one know, that, I, the I, name that comes to my mind is John Congleton would probably be somebody that would. Yeah, he's done. He's done a lot of great work. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a there've been a few people through the years I've wanted. You know, I always thought it would be cool to work with someone like Dave Fridman. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um. But again, uh, again, it would probably probably be very expensive. <laughs> right. I I mean, I think through the years we've we've des we've developed a very clear aesthetic. Yeah. And and a lot of it comes from us being our own producers a lot of it comes from like the people in the group just kind of putting their heads together and screwing around and seeing what works and um yeah i think we've we've already got enough cooks yep. you know i don't think. need it anymore <laughs> yeah don't want to spoil the the stew very good yeah. all righty well it sounds like it's all happening and uh i do wish you all the best of luck on release day and what follows after that in the tour and hopefully we'll get to see you down here in this part of the world sometime soon. I would love, I would love to go back. My son, my son came with us last time. Oh yeah. And, and he, he just turned 11 and he, <laughs> he talks about, he talks about that trip to Australia. It's just like, like Australia, New Zealand. It's like the coolest thing he's done in his life so far. So, <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. That's a good we got, to, we got, we got to go to Weta workshop and oh, oh yeah. no, there's a new, and there's a new one in Auckland, right? Yeah. Somewhere in the uh, West here. Yes. But I've been to Weta, yeah. I saw them shooting uh, King Kong there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they've been they've been pretty busy with the avatars, so. Yes, I imagine. Yeah, it's just pretty wild. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully, we will see you in this part of the world. And yeah, and like I said, good luck with yeah. everything. Thank you for talking to me. Nice talking to you.
Nice talking to you. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye.